When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Increase of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at increaseofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 32nd episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today, I have with me Josh Monday from Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. How's it going, bro? It's going great, brother. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, the show is called Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, we're on our 70th episode. Congratulations on your 32nd episode, bro. I know it's a grind, dude, to get these these, po- these podcasts out to try to line up guests and and uh, anybody that's listening to... to um, Shane's podcast right now, man, it's like I said, it's a grind. So, you know, hop on uh, Apple, try to give him five stars and, and uh, you know, on, on Spotify, try to give him five stars. Because like I said, man, he's taking his time out. It's 1230 at night where he's at. And, you know, he's grinding. I could tell. But uh, it's very nice to meet you, Shane. I appreciate you having me on, brother. I appreciate the compliment and the, the comebacks right back, man. And I, I say the same for you. Anybody that, uh, you know, is already going out of their way to give me a rating or give me five stars or whatever star you choose to give me. 
I would hope that you do the same here for Josh because he also deserves it because where he's at, he also has kids. It's not as late as here, but you know, we're, we're, ma- we're making it work because of course, getting the truth out and talking about these types of topics is a very important thing to both of us. So we make the time in our normal life in order to make this kind of thing happen. For sure, brother. For sure. All right, man, let's get into it, man. Do you want to, you want to start with the, with like what, what conspiracy I feel like connects to Christianity the most out of any conspiracy I think I've ever gone over on my show. Oh yeah, of course. So just for the listeners, so that they get kind of get in perspective here, uh, we're going to do basically his views of what all these conspiracies are uh, from a Christian's perspective. So just a little bit different, a little bit of a mix up. Um, I like having anybody's ideas entertained on the show. So that's what we're going to do here. So without further ado, take it away, Josh. All right. So we we've gone over everything, bro. Like we've gone over, you know, nine 11, we've gone over, we've gone over Genesis six, black nobility, Illuminati, uh, JFK, anything, bro. We've gone on our show and I've always tried to just take the conspiracy and see how it relates to the Bible. Um, it's easy to do with some of them because, uh, for me, it's like God versus the devil, good versus evil, you know? So we got like, um, the, the one that I, I really was so surprised at, though, was when I when I looked into flat earth, you know, I it just it really blew me away, you know. So the, the funny thing that, that happens with Christians, I believe nowadays, is they try to take science and they try to filter it through the Bible. I'm sorry, they take the, the Bible and they filter it through science. So anything that doesn't line up, what they do is they go, all right, well, if the, you know, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, it's okay that the scientists are, are, are right. But for me, my foundation is the Bible. That's my foundation. God, I believe is 100% real. I believe Jesus Christ is 100% real. And I believe the Bible is 100% real. So I take science and I filter it through the Bible. And that's just what I do, man. And if it doesn't line up, I feel like an atheist scientist that is that is only 60 years old can never tell me how the earth was created. Okay, that's just how I personally believe, you know. I, I think an atheist scientist can never tell me what happened. Uh, they say 13.8 billion years ago. Um, the Bible says, you know, 6,600 to 6,800 and maybe even longer than that, depending on how you um, interpret it. But um, so do you want me to kind of get into the flat earth uh, type deal? What I do is I take what the scientists say and then I tell you what the Bible says, bro. And it just it turns into a pretty, pretty cool conversation. Yeah, I definitely love to hear it. I had a flat earther a couple episodes back. Um, before we get going to, I like to always reiterate to people that I'm on neither side necessarily as far as like a globe or a flat earth. Uh, mm-hmm. I just like to entertain the idea that I don't know. So I love hearing opinions from both sides. And when people ask me, I tell them I'm a hollow earther. And when they say, oh, well, that could go for both. I go, exactly. It can. <laughs> yeah, it can, dude, because... What did Jesus do? Jesus descended into the earth, right? Before when he, when he, when he died on the cross and then he took people, there was people on in shield and then Abraham's bosom. So he descended into the earth and then he took the people from Abraham's bosom up to heaven. So also Satan, when he was talking to uh, God, this is just a little hollow earth thing real quick, just to throw it in there because Satan was talking to God and Job. He asked Job, where have you been? And he said, I've been in the earth, on the earth, and and walking to and fro. So if he was going to lie to God, God would obviously slap him and say, hey, you didn't go in the earth because it's just magma like the scientists say. So Satan literally said that to God, standing there talking to him, that he went in the earth. So I believe that Sheol is in the earth. 
So I do believe in a hollow earth, not the same one that some people believe where they say, but you know what? There could be an entrance into shield from Antarctica, or there could be an entrance into shield from the North pole. It just looks a lot different than what normal hollow earthers would be saying, you know, they're saying that you could fly into it, you know, and stuff like that. But anyways, so with the flat earth thing, here's what the scientists say. So they say, they say the earth is at a 23.4 degree axis spinning around at a thousand miles an hour. And they say that we are rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles per hour. Now, when you're in school and you get told these numbers, you're only like in third grade or second grade. So you're not even going to think about it. But when you become an adult, you start looking like, well, how fast does a bullet travel? Well, a bullet travels 26,000, uh, sorry, 2,600 feet per second, which is 1,800 miles an hour. So they're saying that we're traveling, um, you know, nine times faster than a bullet around the sun. They're saying that, bro. And we are not feeling anything at all whatsoever. If you go outside and you look up at the stars, you feel nothing. Now, if you if there's an earthquake, I live in Rialto, right? If there's an earthquake in Riverside or Los Angeles, like a 4.0, I probably feel it in Rialto because if the earth moves, I feel it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just to me, it's just it's kind of mind boggling. They also say that the moon orbits around the earth at 2200 miles an hour, which is faster than a bullet. So we go outside and we look at the moon. and It's right there, dude. So um, it's just to me, it's just interesting. And then they also say that we move through space at 525,000 miles an hour. Our whole entire galaxy is moving through space. And you go outside and you see the same stars every night. The pyramid is lined up, you know, with whatever star. I think it's Polaris. Mm -hmm. just, it's just crazy to me, bro. For me, it, I, I, like for me, I just think it's, it, it just is insane. Do you feel like we're moving 66,000 miles an hour around the sun? Or how do you feel, bro, about that? Um, like I said, I kind of it's 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 like a hard thing to believe because the only other part, like factor that I could actually throw in there is possibly just one of those things that uh, it's almost like a car where if mm -hmm. you're traveling a speed and you're at a constant speed that you may not necessarily feel it, but it's still if there's any kind of difference within that movement, then you're gonna mm -hmm. feel it. Like if you're turning a corner, driving you were... a car, you're gonna feel that that transitional difference as you're as you're moving. Yeah. So what if, if the car spinning... was spinning in a circle and yeah. moving 66,000 miles an hour? I mean, I've been on a roller coaster. So some people will say it's at a constant speed, so you won't feel it. But I mean, like if I was born on a roller coaster and it just kept going around and around and around at 60, 60 miles an hour, I'll probably end up feeling it. So for you me, it's dropped just... for sure. As it goes down, well, as yeah, it moves, as yeah. it turns, you're going to feel that difference in direction. Versus yes. It would make sense if it was a continuous thing in one direction, but if you are considering that it goes in a spiral while it's still spinning, mm -hmm. uh, that is a factor to take into consideration is that mm -hmm. uh, like it may, you wouldn't feel it if it was continuous, but if it changes directions as it does, then you would start to feel a difference and change within that direction. I've yeah, I just think now it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And also what they say is that, you know, the curvature of the earth, it's like every one mile is eight inches squared. So it kind of, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. Also like, uh, you know, the closest star is going to be like 2.5, uh, light years away, which one light year is like 6 trillion miles away. And they say there's 200 billion stars in the sky. So if you start adding up all these numbers, it would be so massive, dude. It'd be, it'd be insane. And all that stuff is moving at 525,000 miles an hour, bro. And then the whole entire galaxy, they say, 
I think they said it's moving at like 1.3 million miles an hour. So everything is just moving and everything is just so far away. So as I go into the Bible, what I'll show you is if this is true, the Bible is true, which I 100% believe what it does is it places God from being like above the firmament, above a dome, which, which the Bible, I believe, says. Uh, to being so far away, trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away. It makes God so far away, it's insane. Um, but anyway, so there's like a scientific trinity that you kind of have to believe in if you believe in the globe, right? There's going to be like the Big Bang Theory, because what they said, that's the whole reason why the, the everything is moving, they said, because it exploded and it's just moving and it's spinning, right? Because of the Big Bang. So that's one thing, which came, which George Lamont and uh, uh, Lamentre, I might be uh, saying it wrong, but he's a Catholic priest, a Jesuit priest, bro, came up with this in the 19, in 1920. This is not coming from like some uh, Galileo, any of those people. The Big Bang came from a Jesuit scientist priest, right? Which is, which is pretty crazy to me. And they say that it, basically it all began 13.8 billion years ago. It was like the size of a pin. The energy, boom, exploded. So what that does is that makes it so that there doesn't have to be a God because it just happens naturally, right? So that's that's what they want everybody to believe. Um, there's also the, the other, the second part of this scientific trinity would be evolution, right? So evolution would be another one because if it started, you know, 30 million years ago, you know, whatever, when, when humans came, they just start evolving. I, I'm not like a scientist. So I don't want to get into all that, but that's just another thing that, that would have to happen for, for, the, for this to be uh, true. And then also... Um, the, the third one would be the heliocentric globe because all that stuff is all together. You got to have the earth spinning. You got to have it rotating, uh, everything expanding. All that stuff is from, they would say, the Big Bang, right? So it's pretty interesting. So um, I always like to point out, too, that everybody that says that the Big Bang is 100% accurate, uh, it does have the word theory within the name. So even if you're on a scientific standpoint of everything and you're not looking at it from a Christian perspective, you also have to take into consideration that it does have the word theory, even with oh, the name. The theory of evolution, the theory, the Big Bang theory, all of it is is, is theory. And anything in science, really, it's it's a lot, a lot, not anything, but a lot of it is theory, right? Because especially if they were not there at the time of, of, of it being built. So me personally, that's why I think I like to take uh, the Bible as my foundation. Um, I've, I've dug into, I mean, just so many different conspiracies, but I have to have like a truth foundation. And for me, that's my truth. For some people, they dig and dig and dig through rabbit holes and rabbit holes and rabbit holes and rabbit holes. And they feel like they, ne they can't find the truth. But for me, I, I feel like the truth is like sitting there right there on your nightstand, you know? And um, so that's kind of what the scientists say. So I can go now into um, now one thing that we when we do study conspiracies, I know you've looked into the Jesuits. I know you've probably looked into, you know, uh, Freemasons. A lot of it goes to like, you know, and it end up going to like the sun worship. Right. So they want us all to feel like the sun gives us life. They want us to feel like the sun. We revolve around the sun. So that's I think that's just part of it. I don't know if that if that's what it is. It's just I feel like that might be part of it, though. So um, when it comes to the Bible part of it, though, you got to imagine because uh, Moses was able to they say in the Bible that Moses was able to talk to God. Right. He, he, ta he talked to him at the burning bush. He was able to uh, eat with God. Um, right. They, he, they actually ate. Uh, he was not like God was not sitting next to him. I'm just saying that he was eating and talking to God. Right. He was able to speak to him. So Moses is sitting there writing Genesis. And I don't think I believe like if God was telling you how he created the earth. This is just my opinion. If the Bible is 100% accurate, like I feel it is, if he's telling you how he created the earth, 
I believe that he's going to write down everything that God says. I don't think he's going to put his own opinion on it. And then, and then, cause God's going to tell him, Hey, you know, wouldn't you think what, like, let's say, isn't that like kind of a lot of pressure to have on you? If you were Moses and God was telling you how he created the earth, do you feel like he's going to write his own perspective on it? Or do you believe that, that God, he would write exactly what God says? Um, my only opinion when it comes to the Bible is uh, depending on the version, because uh, for a long time when there was Bible stories around, uh, it was word of mouth and a lot of people couldn't actually like read or write. But there's been so many different variations of the Bible. I feel like, you know, you have to look at a particular version of it to get an original translation because okay. there have been alterations to the Bible in order to fit a certain view and message. So that's the only thing I do take into consideration when it comes to uh, like exact wording as far as the Bible goes. Yeah. And there's people that like right now that are like American, that they know Greek and they know Hebrew and they know, you know, so they could go to the Septuagint and they could go to the actual Dead Sea Scrolls and they can do that. So that's, it's kind of been through that filter already, which is great, but I, I I'm going to read out of the King James on some of these, some of these might be the new King James version, but I'm just going to go to the beginning, bro. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So that's day one. Day two, God created the oceans and the firmament. Okay, so uh, so day two, he created the ocean and the firmament. The firmament is, is firm, okay? The, the word is rakia, right? Uh, stereoma in Greek, it, it's firm. So there's gonna be a firmament and there's gonna be waters above the firmament and waters below it. So that's day two, okay? Day three, he created the dry land, plants and vegetation. It wasn't until day four that he created the moon, the sun, and the stars also. So what was the earth rotating around on day three when the dry land, plants, and vegetation was already, was already there? If you're a Christian, you need to think about that because he created the sun on the fourth day. So is the, is the earth just sitting there like this? And then he creates the sun, and then he just takes it and throws it around the sun? Or, or I think the order of that, I think people need to pay attention to. He created the earth first. Then the moon, the stars, and the sun. Okay, so we got through that. Um, do you think that's pretty interesting? Or yeah, yeah, I definitely do find that interesting. Um, especially because just at least from my experience, uh, no matter what shape the Earth happens to be, I don't think that we're <clears throat> like pulled by the sun necessarily. If that makes sense, like I don't yeah. think that that's what keeps us in orbit. I kind of think that there's like a whole different reason why, be it a plane, be it whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a hard concept to explain, I guess, but I just feel like it. not all of these pieces work as mechanically as they're described, um, yeah. that there's a lot more to it. And there's a lot of different variations that people don't take into consideration just because of the fact that we were taught this specific way in school that it works this way. And nobody really thinks about anything past that, because it's almost like the whole concept of like uh, if you tell somebody just lies constantly, when you start to flip over and you start telling them the truth, they're so used to believing those lies that they'll just look right past the truth. Um, so that's something to take into consideration as far as people hearing these different perspectives, no matter what side of earth shape, whatever you happen to be on, is that uh, if you're taught certain things at a, at a young age, you're extremely biased to the fact that that's what you were taught. So you don't want to hear other perspectives and then you don't want to take into consideration all these little variations that could also be possibilities. Yeah, you get indoctrinated since you're a kid and basically dinosaurs. Uh, everything. And, and one thing that they don't teach you when you're in school is they don't teach you about God. So you're just going to be indoctrinated. And then we also have to keep in mind that the Rockefeller, uh, you know, they purchased everything, you know, the whole education system, and they're just going to train you how they want you to be trained. Right. And also once you go to college, it gets even, you even get more, more indoctrinated where you're just, 
you're straight believing stuff that um because all you're doing is just studying a book and you're taking a test on whatever you studied you're regurgitating what you studied right so <laughs> that's everything they want you to know uh, most people don't take it a step further and and peel back the onion like we do as researchers right so all right so I, so he, he created the, the moon, the sun, and the stars on the fourth day, okay? So um, the, the, the stuff that you read, like Joshua 10, 13, it says, And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. And it is not written in the book of Joshua. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and has not gone down about a whole day. So uh, in this verse, he's, he made the sun and the moon stand still for 24 hours as Joshua did his battle. Okay, so... That's for me that that's telling you that the sun and the moon are moving in, in my opinion, because those two stood still. Now, if you talk to a scientist and he says, uh, what would happen if the earth stopped spinning and stopped rotating around the sun for 24 hours, everything would probably fall off the planet, right? Because it would just be an insane, you know, it'd probably be a polar shift and be insane. But here it says that God had the sun stand still and the moon stayed. Okay. There's also another verse in Isaiah where he says that he, he, he made the sun go backwards 10 degrees. So he says, and this is a sign to you from the Lord. And, and the Lord said to uh, this thing, which he has spoken, behold, I will bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahas, uh, 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees to the dial, which it had uh, gone down. So it's saying that he, he moved the sun 10 degrees. So that's the sun moving in the Bible and not the, um, and not the, and not the earth. Right. So that's, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, then there's, uh, several verses also where he talks about the earth being in a fixed position. So this is another thing about the movement of the earth. I like to kind of put in there. So we have, uh, these are really quick. So like first Chronicles 1630, you see as he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Okay. Um, I take this stuff literal, bro. That's that's why probably some people go, man, this guy. He, but I take it literal that he's that he's saying this because I I feel like it's it just the way that's the way I take it. Psalms ninety three one it says, "Thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm." Psalms ninety six ten, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms one hundred four five, thou hast fixed the earth on its foundations so that it can never be shaken. Uh, Isaiah forty five eighteen, who hath made the earth fastened it and himself fixed it fast. So. These verses are saying that he uh, he made he's he made it immovable, firm, in a fixed position, right? And then with that, then we start talking about foundations of the earth. Um, there's there's a uh, there's a, a thing I wish I could bring it up. I don't when I I don't know how to do the share screen and all that, but you could see that it's like there's like a uh, it's like an old it's it's a biblical cosmology. There's basically like a dome on the top, and then the and then there's the earth. And then below that is shield and below that is the foundations and there's water above the firmament. And then there's, you know, then there's the sea, the land and everything on the earth. So I wish I could bring that up. It's kind of easier to, to explain. I could probably make it like uh, I could put it as part of the cover art. I'm sure even if I drop it in the corner so that people kind of have an idea yeah. of what we're talking about. For sure. For sure. So we got that. Now we got, um, there's also in the Bible, it says that the moon is a light and the sun is a light. Okay. Which is, which is interesting. Okay. So we got, Genesis 1, 14, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament, which means that the moon, the sun, the stars are in the firmament, and then the firmament is above it, okay? And it says, and let there be signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let there be a light in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. So 
as you read this, and it's and else, and then it says he made the stars also. Interesting thing is it doesn't say anything about planets. Okay, the only time it mentions planets in the Bibles, if you if you take the translation, it's just constellation. So um, you could take it as maybe the planets are just stars too. Um, when you look at them through a telescope, they look like lights. When you see them with NASA, they don't look like lights. They look like planets. Um, NASA will show you the Earth. When you look at the Earth, those all CGI photos. Everything we've ever seen from NASA is all CGI. Okay, so now I'm not going to get into the whole NASA thing because it, get, it, gets, it gets crazy. But here, God is saying that he made two lights. So it would be like the moon having a light and the sun having the light. Now, scientifically, the interesting thing is if you do take a uh, thermometer and you test the shade, it's actually going to be uh, the shade is going to be warmer than the moon's light. The moon's light is going to be colder than, you know, and then it's opposite with the sun. So if you go and you check the thermometer, the shade is going to be hotter and the moon's light is colder. So I just I think that's kind of interesting. So it could be in the Bible saying is basically it's two different lights. Right. So. There's that. Um, and there's several verses I could go where it talks about. Um, it says, and I shall like Ezekiel 32, seven, it says, and when I shall put thee out, I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark. I will cover the sun with the cloud and the moon shall not give off her light, which I think is interesting that they use her. But so um, there's, there's a lot just, of spiritual things too that refer to the moon as female also. So it's not even yeah. just a Christian thing. There's a there's a lot of different views that see the moon as a female. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And so there's several different verses. I, I mean, I I could go through. I mean, if you guys want to look it up, where it's talking about the moon's light. Okay, like the moon having a light, not 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 it, not the sun. Uh, you know, shining off the moon and creating the light. It's it's the moon's actual light. And I'm not saying that the moon is just a light. Okay. I know. I understand. It looks like a ball and it looks like a globe. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's its own light. Biblically, it says it here. Now let's discuss the firmament. The firmament is something that people uh, the, in the flat earth community, they, that's, they, they hang their hat on. The firmament would be like a dome on top of the earth. And in the firmament would be the moon, the, the sun, and the stars, just like the Bible says. Even though I'm not saying all the, the people that are flat earthers are biblical, but it, it lines up. Um, so like I said, firmament, firmament means rakia in Hebrew. Um, and then also in, in Greek, it's stereoma, which means solid, uh, beaten out. Um, and and, and it's, it's interesting. So there was a theory that this gentleman, Ken Hoven, came up with. He's a pastor. He's a creationist. Um, he, he does a great job of breaking down how evolution is not right. But as far as the cosmology, he, he still goes with the globe, but he says that there's that, that the firmament was the ice around the earth, right? And that it melted and that's what caused the flood. That was, that's what, that was his theory on the firmament. But the only thing is, if you look at the Bible, it says that he put the moon, the sun and the stars in the firmament. So when he says that, I think that that theory would go out the window because that would have to be around the whole galaxy then if you believe in the globe, because it says that the moon, the sun, and the stars are in the firmament, which means that the, you know, that, that ice wall would have to be around the whole galaxy. So I don't think that works, but let's check out um, Genesis 1 verses 6 through 8. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let the, let the divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters from where the, 
uh, firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. So, like I said, there's water above the firmament, right? And mm-hmm. then above that would be God's throne, okay? And below that would be, you know, the land and all the stuff that we normally see. Um, so I believe that's why, like, when you pass away and, and your spirit, that's the way you would enter heaven is because you could go through the firmament now, but before you couldn't, you know, if that makes sense. And also when you die, it, your body, your body can't go to hell, but your spirit can go through the earth into Sheol. So that's what I believe. That's, I think that's something that you could, you know, you could kind of um, think of like, cause when Jesus resurrected, you know, and they, they said that he was able to walk through the wall, right. He didn't have to like open the door. You know, because he was a spirit at that at that point. So, uh, not to jump topics, but I got to ask you one quick question. Um, yes, sir. As far as the floods go, so I like to always point out the fact that it's not just a biblical thing that this is referenced in. There's also things like the Epic of Gilgamesh where it talks about a great flood happening too. Um, yeah. So there's a there's multiple references to there being a great flood. So that being said, um, where do you think that that water came from? Do you think it came from above? Do you think it came from below? Like it was almost like two, two plates were pushing together and pushed water from the surface. I think or it came think from both. You think it, it came, came from, from the fountains of the deep, which is underneath. And also, and also, uh, I think that God opened up the firmament, which I could show you the, the verse. Um, there's, if you look at the book of Enoch, it says that, that, the that, that the firmament was open and then, and the showers came in. So if you think about it, how are you going to flood a globe? It's going to be kind of tough, but if it's flat, like a snow globe, then that's a little easier for them, for him to fill up all the way. All he has to do is just uh, all that water would have to come in. Right. And then go above the, the waters, you know, Antarctica is supposed to be like 14,000 feet elevation is what they say. Um, if you look at the flat earth map, it's basically would be Antarctica, Antarctica all the way around. Now I like the UN map basically, but I'm telling you, I don't know if the earth is flat 100% biblically. I just know, I'm just going to tell you what it says and you could take your own interpretation. Don't, don't think that I'm just saying, oh, the Bible says it's flat for sure. I just think that the Bible does say that, the, that, it, that we're stationary, that we're immovable. As I go through these verses, then you'll kind of see what I, what I mean, you know? So I have to point something out too. Yesterday, yes. I was hearing this new concept that was kind of a little bit mind bending to me. So, you know, those maps that they used to have in school where they pretty much will take like a globe and they'll turn it flat where it has like the yeah. little cut-ins and stuff. Yeah. So somebody said to me yesterday, it was actually Adam from uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled. He said, imagine that map, but rather than it being a ball, you uh, invert it so that it's more of like a like a dip. Uh-huh. And that's also a possibility as far as like you were talking about with the floods and stuff, that if it yeah. was like a, like a more of like a bowl shape, that would make sense about how water could theoretically stay within that rather than it just being like on a globe, like you were kind of saying. Sorry, my daughter just woke up, dude. Sorry, I apologize. She's going to go to my room. But um, yeah, that that is a possibility. Plus, they changed the map so much. And if you look at the old globe, what you're going to see is um, you're going to see that America is is way bigger than these other countries. But then as you as you go like from 1976 to the newer ones, you're going to see America shrinks because they want to make you think America is powerful. So that's why they would do that. Wow. It's very loud. I apologize, guys. Everybody that's listening to the podcast. I apologize. My daughter's crying right upstairs right now. If you want, Um, uh, we can take a quick break for a second. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll just pause the recording. And then if you want, you, if you got to go ahead and go ahead and pause it and I'll bring her in there. I apologize, bro. Oh, no worries at all, dude. Shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) A few moments later. 
All right, guys. Uh, yeah, let's do this, man. So I was just talking about the firmament, uh, how you can kind of go through it. Um, so some people say that the that the firmament was ice, but you know, even after the flood, David uh, in the Bible, King David and Psalms talks about there being water above the firmament. So uh, it says, "Praise ye Lord." Pray. It's this is uh, Psalms one forty eight one four one through four. It says, "Praise ye Lord. Praise ye Lord for the heavens. Praise him." Uh, in the heights, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his hosts, praise him, the sun and moon, praise him, all these stars of light, praise him, ye heavens and heavens and ye waters that are above the heavens. So that the heavens would be the firmament. So there's still water above the heavens, according to King David, another person that like was so close to God. Ezekiel 10.1, it says, then I looked and behold in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubim, there appeared over them as it were a sapphire stone as an appearance in the likeness of a throne. So now you've got Ezekiel talking about looking up through the firmament and seeing a sapphire, it was like sapphire stone, seeing the throne of God. Okay. Ezekiel and Ezekiel was a prophet, was very into it. Um, now we got Revelation 4, 6. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like under crystal, which would be the firmament. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes and before and behind. So it's saying uh, that the throne and below it is a sea of glass. Okay, guys. Um, have you ever heard of Operation Fishbowl, bro? Uh, I have, but for the listeners that haven't, uh, if you'd like to reiterate, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Okay, so Operation Fishbowl was a series of high altitude nuclear tests. In 1962, that were carried out by the United States. The original name was Operation Dominique Chama. Okay. And if you look what Dominique means in uh, Latin, it means belonging to God. And Chama means fixed shell. So what they were doing was blowing high altitude missiles. Uh, they actually called the missile Thor. So it's like they wanted to blow the high altitude missiles into the sh fixed shell belonging to God. But what they did is they changed the name to Operation Fishbowl. Now, what does a fishbowl look like? It's a big thing of glass with land underneath it with a hole in the top, right? So look what they're trying to do. They're trying to blow Thor rockets, my opinion, into the firmament, okay? Blowing them up into the sky, trying to blow up the, th the firmament. Think about it. In 1962, when did they do the, the moon landing? 1969. So they're trying to test the waters, but I believe that there is a firmament up there and that they knew there was a firmament. So, and if you look into a lot of stuff where they're talking about space travel, they use a lot of uh, naval, like not naval, but uh, like aquatic sea type language and terms. Mm. So that's another weird connection to it that it makes it seem like the government may know more than what they lead off that they know. Because oh, they know why else would they sure. be using a bunch of different, that's the word, nautical terms for there you go. different things. Nice, nice. Okay, so Warner Von Braun, you guys know he was the director of NASA, the first director of NASA, came over from Operation Paperclip. It says that he supposedly got saved at the age of 66, so became a believer. He was an atheist his whole entire life. Did he become a believer? I don't know. But I do know that when he died, he left on his tombstone uh, Psalms 19.1. Uh, this is going to be Psalms 19.1. This is what was on his tombstone. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I just thought that's pretty interesting, man, for him to do that. Um, so he, so he, let, he, he put that verse on there. That's something that a lot of flat earthers go to 
and a lot of people exposing the moon landing go to i'm going to it because this is a flat earth from a biblical perspective and this just connects perfectly so we got that uh genesis 1 8 it says and god called the firmament heaven and the second day in the morning with the second day um we also have Peter, 2 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. So this is some New Testament stuff, okay, guys? Guys, um, it says that for this, they willfully forgot that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water by which the world that existed perished being flooded with water. So he's talking about the earth standing out of the water and in the water. So out of the water would be, I believe, the firmament, there's water above it and in the water would be the water that's here, you know, the ocean and stuff like that. So um, if you read the Bible, it talks about three heavens. One of the heavens would be where the birds fly. The other one would be where the moon, the sun and the stars are. And the third heaven would be above the firmament where God's angels and his throne uh, sit. So Paul talks about it uh, going to the third heaven. In 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 through 4, he says, I know a man in Christ above 14 years ago cannot tell whether in the body uh, or whether out of the body. I cannot tell. God knoweth such an one caught up in the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which are unlawful to a man to utter. The, the, the part that I, I, I kind of think is interesting, he says, I got caught up to heaven okay heaven in my opinion is up just like when you're born and you're and you're, you're growing up and people say where's heaven you everybody looks up i think that heaven is up and i believe hell is down that's what you naturally believe when you i don't know that's what i naturally believed when i was growing up most people do mm -hmm. um and for me to prove that that is true there's also some other verses that you know that, to prove that god is above the firmament I don't believe there's any verse that tells you that God's in another dimension. I don't think that there's any verse that says that hell's in another, another dimension. So um, here we go. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, there was a voice from heaven, which was above. Okay. It says Matthew three uh, verses 16 through 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went straight away out of the water and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him and a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So where is God? He's above the firmament. And that's where they're hearing the voice from. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit. Can he go through the firmament? Of course, he's coming down like a dove onto Jesus Christ. And they can hear his voice. Everybody that's there around watching him get baptized can hear God's voice speaking, right? Matthew obviously heard it, right? He's the one writing about it. And they do write about it in another, Mark writes about it, and also Luke. So now we're over here like, okay, uh, to me, that sounds like God is above the firmament, speaking to them, saying that this is my son and I'm, and I'm well pleased. Um, and we got Ezekiel 126. Sorry, I got so many verses, but bro, I, this is just, it is biblical perspective for sure, man. No, no, I definitely appreciate the biblical perspective. I actually, <laughs> in a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I do like to make references to different Bible terms, um, mm -hmm. a bunch of different religions personally, but I got into this whole thing about uh, basically like the like creator beings and stuff, and then something being the first and the last. And I was pulling biblical terms uh, referring yeah. to that, you know, because yeah. a lot of- I see it a lot, bro. Different perspectives of the same thing, so- yeah, I see it a lot. I see a lot of people that are, they're not even, 
you know, they're, they're, they're just conspiracy. There's not Christian whatsoever, but a lot of people do refer to the Bible because it has historicity, you know, and there's stuff that definitely, I mean, people feel is a hundred percent, but. Because so I feel he- like a lot of stuff too, as far as the Bible goes too, could be like a matter of perspective also like uh, the burning bush, for example. Um, I'm a firm believer in the fact that I feel like there's definitely a lot of like psychedelic plant use throughout a lot of different biblical type texts, uh, even, you know, looking into like Hinduism and all that kind of stuff too. Um, so I think that a lot of it, again, is it like a matter of perspective where people look at it as literally like a burning bush where other people look at it as like, you know, DMT lighting up a bush or and like smoking a burning bush, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on how, and if that, and if you interpret it that way and that's the way you interpret it, like I said, I got respect, man. It's like, that's the way you interpret it. That's, and I, I never, ever blame anybody's beliefs. I, I actually, I was in the military. I, you know, I, I fought for this country. I fought for freedom. So you got a freedom to believe whatever you like. What I like to do is I like to just, you know, bring the Bible and, and if, and if, and you know, and at least you get to hear the word because, because faith comes by hearing the word. So I'm here to do that. So we got a sec, uh, Ezekiel 126. This is also talking about the firmament. It says, and above the firmament that was over their heads was like the likeness of throne. Oh, I think I already went over this one. Sorry. Um, yeah, I did go over that one. The appearance of Sapphire. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so we got that. And then also there's a verse that everybody goes to that are Globers. They try to say, this is the verse right here that talks about it being a globe. Um, it's uh, Isaiah 40 uh verses uh 21 and 22 okay so it's uh it says have you not known have you not heard that it has been told to you from the beginning have you not understand from the foundations of the earth it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in so there's some interesting stuff okay so he says circle of the earth so if you are a flat earther, then you know that the earth is a circle. It's like a quarter. And it's talking about God being above the firmament, I believe, looking down on us like grasshoppers, right? And it says he stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Where do you see a tent being on a ball ever? I used to be in the army, bro. I always put the tent on flat ground, right? So mm-hmm. they're talking about a tent to dwell in. Now, the interesting thing is, now, the author Isaiah knows the difference between a circle and a ball, because in Isaiah 22, 18, he says, he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. Thou shalt not die. And there are chariots in thy glory in the same of thy Lord's house. So they know the difference between a ball and a circle. I thought that was interesting. Also, if people knew that God was above us, above the firmament, watching us like grasshoppers, and they knew God was real 100%. I think it would be a whole different world, you know, because when your boss comes in the room, you know, you straighten out a little bit and you start typing, you know, you want to try yeah. to look like you're working. It's like kind of the same thing. If God is constantly watching you, like I believe, you know, he's omnipresent or his Holy Spirit or his angels can always be watching you, right? Uh, if he's if he's above the firmament and everybody knew 100% that he's there watching us like grasshoppers, I think that it would just be a whole different world. People probably would sin less. I'm not saying that, that we'd be sinless. Because I'm, I'm a Christian and, and I, and I'm, you know, I know that God is watching me and I still, sometimes I, I slip up, it happens, but I think we would sin less. Definitely. You know, that's my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that too. Um, and as far as like, uh, like it, it's, it's unfortunately like a natural human thing that we try to avoid doing things that are sinful 
And a lot of these things that would be considered sins in Christianity are vast across just moral philosophy when it comes down to anything. But uh, being the humans that we are, you know, sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us. So, of like, course. I believe that's taken into consideration through a lot of different uh, religions that people are going to mess up because at the heart we are just people. And because of that, uh, you know, we have to be able to have the opportunity to make good and, you know, re revive ourselves to be better people from our past mistakes. But sometimes mm -hmm. those past mistakes also make it so that you can help other people through their mistakes. And if yes. you hadn't had those mistakes yourself, you wouldn't be able to see their perspective to help them through their mistakes. So even being sinful can be purposeful um, in a broader perspective of things in order to help other people be less sinful or whatever word you want to use for it. Yeah. And God is like a potter. He's just basically shaping you and molding you. So, and then there's like the, the sheep that, that lost sheep, you know, like everybody in heaven rejoices when that, that uh, shepherd finds that lost sheep, but the 99 that are all in line, those ones are always doing right. Always doing righteous things. That one God's still going to go out and try to find that person. That's like us. Like I used to be, you know, where, you know, I'm lost. I'm not saying you're lost, but I used to be lost. And then God found me. And it says that the heavens rejoice at that. So you're right, bro. Sins. And, and you know what? It's like you're going through trials and tribulations at all times, spiritual battles at all times. So what you're saying, bro, is 100% correct, bro. I love that you said that, man. It's all about learning. Um, and you have to sometimes be in dark places or in bad places in order to learn to be how, a better person. What's good. You would have never right? had a reason to become a better person if you weren't in those bad times. Yes. You never, and then you won't ever appreciate. Sometimes you won't even appreciate something. Like if you've never been, you know, if you've got a silver spoon all the time, you're never going to know like what, what dark times are. So if you like started from the bottom and you worked your way up, you're going to appreciate being up way more than people that have just stayed up the whole time. So you got to have bad to have good because otherwise everything would just be neutral and there wouldn't be necessarily <laughs> good or bad because everything would just be a constant point. <laughs> yeah. It would be robots. You'd be like, hi, how are you? I love you. And then I went, you know what I mean? It just wouldn't work. So, exactly. all right. So we got, we got a, uh, another thing we got, we got every eye will see. Okay. This is revelation one, seven through eight. This is talking about when Jesus comes back, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also with pierced, uh, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. I am the Alpha Omega, the beginning, the end. Saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So, when Jesus comes back on the cloud, dude, like every eye will see. When you're like, uh, you know, if you're on a flat Earth, like, like I believe that we're on then you're going to, every eye would be able to see. But if you're on a globe, then only a fourth of the earth is going to be able to see. You know what I mean? So I just believe that that's interesting. Uh, and another thing that's so interesting, this one is going to, this one's really interesting. It says that stars are going to fall from heaven. Okay. Stars are going to fall from heaven. And this is uh, in Revelation and also when Jesus walked the earth. So uh, Revelation 6 verses 13 through 15 it says, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree cast her old, uh, untimely figs, which she has shaken of a mindly wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled together. Every mountain island were moved out of its places and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in dens in the rocks of the mountains. So it says that every, you know, it says that the stars are going to fall from heaven. Okay. I think that's interesting. Uh, there's also um, another verse in Mark, and this is Jesus talking. He says, 
But in those days, what's he's talking about the future? He says, after the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light, which is another her light one. And the stars shall fall and the powers are in heaven shall be shaken. So the stars are going to fall from heaven. You got to think about that. What are the stars right now? If you're thinking from a scientific perspective, the stars are trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away, and they're bigger than our sun. And there's 200 billion of them, supposedly. So if all those stars fall to Earth, how is that going to be, bro? That ain't going to work, dude. So now if you look into the book of Enoch and you look into some of the stuff that maybe not be canon in America, they're canon in Ethiopia, it's talking about the, the, the stars being heavenly bodies okay and just like you were talking about like some other religions would say that the the moon is a her and the sun is a he and that 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 the that the um maybe that they might be fallen angels that 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 are you know we don't know i don't know man i'm just saying you know i also like to point out have you heard of the whole like light refract refractions uh let me word that right light refraction theory about okay. how you know like the stars twinkle and it's the same idea as how like a light on the other side of water would twinkle. Oh, yeah. I've so heard of like this. that yeah. kind of goes into the whole theory about if there's like a firmament that might be liquid within that firmament, that would explain yeah. why the stars twinkle and why they look the way they do is because you're actually looking at a fixed light through a layer of, of, of liquid of some sort. And then look up in the sky and then look at the ocean. Like, you know, like if you're in a boat, you know, and you have a little bit of light, you look in the water, it looks like water, bro. And you look up, it looks like water. And then you look up, it's blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. It's just it's little things that, you know, you just notice, you know, as you study, look into this type of stuff. Um, but again, just, it goes back to science that a lot of it's listed as theories. So it's another thing, almost like a lot of people want to 100% believe the science because they see it as fact. Um, but they don't want to look at religions because they see it as just a belief system. But if you break it down to a to a straight point, uh, a lot of science, again, is theory. So you're almost taking all of that information off of somebody else's theories and off of somebody oh. else's beliefs. So it comes back down to it. Science is its own belief system within itself. It's like a religion for exactly. sure. OK, so and another thing is, if you're Christian and you're listening to this, we believe that Jesus cannot lie because he didn't sin while he was on the earth. That's what we believe. I believe that he didn't sin. So if he's in Mark and he's talking to his disciples and he says, in those days, the stars are going to fall from heaven. He's, he's not able to lie. So if you're Christian and you're listening to this, what do you guys think? Jesus cannot lie. He cannot sin. So he's not going to lie to us and tell us that the stars are going to fall. What some of the pastors do, man, it's just like, they say, oh, well, it's going to be meteors or it's going to be this because they want to just take whatever the scientists say. And they're like, well, he, he's talking about meteors right there, not about stars. Like, come on, bro. Really? <laughs> it's just... I want to make another point connecting to this, too. Uh, have you heard yes. of the city of Tanis that's in Egypt? City of Tanis. No, I haven't. So there's this uh, researcher. Uh, I believe he goes by Bright Insight on YouTube. That's his name. But if you want to look into the video, I can also add into the description later on if other people want to check it out. But uh, he refers to the city that he believes was the original capital of Egypt. And when you look into the city, it looks like it was destroyed by something that came from the sky. And it has rose quartz that has singe marks on it, and it's completely destroyed. Now, he goes back to a couple of biblical verses, I believe, from Ezekiel, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to figure out exactly what verses they are. Is that the, the will within the will verse, maybe? I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll find it exactly, and I'll send it to you after the show. But uh, okay. pretty much it talks about how this city is going to be destroyed. Um, so there's biblical 
there's biblical reference to the city being destroyed and the way it was destroyed is also very questionable because it looks like it was completely singed and annihilated by something <laughs> that possibly came from the sky. So that also kind of wow. goes into the stars falling theory. Yeah. That's very interesting, dude. Super interesting. Um, yeah. Revelation six thirteen. Jesus is also talking. He says that the stars will fall from heaven. Okay. So I think that's very interesting. Um, uh, we got the star. Okay. So also like when we were talking about the flood, so Genesis seven eleven in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the seventh day of the month, this, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. So that's why I was saying the water. I wanted to, to mention that because you were talking. So the water came from the deep underneath and also came, uh, the windows of heaven were open. So that would be like the firmament. The windows were open. God flooded it. That's what it says in the book of Enoch as well. So there's two, two different books you're going to see there that where it talks about that. And he flooded the earth. Uh, so if it is a uh, with the firmament, I think that it's possible. And now if it's a globe, is it possible too? Yeah, it is, dude. But uh, I don't know. that there, there, There's no scientists talking about there being a firmament at all. You know, they're not saying anything about it. So but there's it's a lot of questionable stuff, like you said, when it comes to NASA altogether. And another thing that I always like to point out to people is that the pictures that we have that are coming from the moon looking at Earth, uh, why is it that, you know, we, we say we can't see a lot of stars because we live in certain areas where there's a lot of light pollution. So theoretically, if you're on the moon, there wouldn't be any light pollution. So why is it that all the pictures from on the moon or even the stuff from the space station, if you watch the feed from the International Space Station, you can't see stars in the sky. And that's always been something that I, I personally question. Yeah, think about it. The reason why is because there's people that know exactly where the stars are at all, at all times, and they don't, they can't fake that. That's the thing, man. So, I mean, I, I have a whole show on the fake moon landing. I've, I've had Bart Sabril on, the gentleman from um, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. He speaks about it. There's a lot of stuff, evidence on that whole moon landing thing. Uh, you know, it's if you look into it, it's, it's really interesting. NASA is, is very deceptive, you know. Uh, so just the you, fact that they don't have any of the original footage from the moon landing. The only footage and they don't have the have technology anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't have technology anymore either to do it. So they said they would do it in a nanosecond. All people are doing is now if they are out there like they say they are, I believe that they're just right above, uh, you know, I've seen balloons go 125,000 feet and everything was flat, bro. So I think that they probably go right there if they can. But I don't believe that they're. I, I personally believe that they, they just stay in Earth's orbit if they if it is possible and that they can't go outside of the Van Allen radiation belt because they will die. OK, um, also, there's a thermosphere that they talk about. That's like uh, it's like what, eighteen hundred degrees Celsius. So, you know, if you're a human being, are you do you have the balls enough to go through eighteen hundred degrees Celsius, a Van Allen radiation belt? And if the moon is traveling at twenty two hundred miles an hour faster than a bullet, and also we're going 66,000 miles an hour. Are you really going to go into a rocket and try to land on that moon? <laughs> Hell no, you're not, because that is insane. Also, what if you go out of Earth's uh, gravity, do like they like go past the moon and it just snaps their whole rocket ship and have these people. I mean, they're ballsy, but they don't think they got that much balls. That's my opinion, you know. Dude, my, my opinion, I just want to point out to a lot of the listeners as far as the lunar landing goes, the people that don't necessarily believe in there being a fake moon landing, you got to look at it from this perspective too. Whether or not you believe that we actually went there or not, uh, we were competing with Russia at the time. So no matter if we made it there or not, we still wanted to have a way to say, hey, we made it here before you, Russia. So my belief is that we filmed before we actually tried to even attempt to do this so that no matter what, even if we did or didn't make it, we still had some type of video footage so that we could go, you know, essentially, fuck you, Russia, we made it first. Of so course. whether or not yeah. you believe the footage exists or not, 
there's still a reason for there to be a, a reason or there's still a reason for them to film a fake lunar landing no matter what yeah, and if and if you if you're a conspiracy theorist like like me you know that there's a new world order and that everybody's working together anyway so we might we might it's like wwf the whole world is the stage so when they're talking about it's a, it's russia versus usa or china's gonna fight usa or russia's gonna do this everybody is all in unison and they're all moving together i believe you know what i mean so i think it's all the stage dude so and that's another funny thing I was like to point out too, is that new world order, that whole terminology was conspiracy theory forever. And now they're using that word openly. So of that's course. just another thing that's came into fruition just from people talking about it, where, you know, five years ago, you're going, Oh, you're crazy for believing in new world order. And now you're listening to all this new newscast things and like Klaus Schwab and all this kind of shit. And they're literally using the exact <laughs> terminology, new world. George order. Bush too, man. George Bush said, we will be successful. You know what I mean? And yeah, he used it too, man. Um, so uh, there's another interesting verse. It's uh, it's talking. It's it, it is a vision, but Daniel's talking about the highest tree, right? He's saying, "And Daniel the king saw a tree of great height at the center of the earth, reaching with the top of the sky, visible uh, to the earth's farthest bounds. If the earth were flat, this sufficiently tall tree, it, it wouldn't be visible." You know, so I thought that was interesting. And also, when Jesus was taken up to the highest mountain. Uh, which back then there was no cars, no pollution, any of the stuff we're seeing now. It says that the devil took Jesus to the highest mountain and he said um, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And, and he said that, you know, you can have these kingdoms if you bow down to me. So they, was able, they were able to see the kingdoms of the world. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, and uh, also uh, some other stuff like God took Elijah and Enoch up to heaven. So uh, second Kings, it says, um, this is, uh, this is Elijah. It says, then it happened as they continued on and talked, they suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with the horse of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So he's going up into heaven because I believe heaven is up. Also, uh, there's a verse about Enoch getting taken up to heaven. Okay. So if they go up to heaven and Israel is on a globe and is, 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 uh, is, is heaven only up from Israel? Or if, if they were in Australia, would uh, heaven be down or I don't know, man, I just think that heaven is up. Um, and, and that's just, that's just what it says, man. It also says Jesus went up to heaven. He ascended up to heaven. They, they, they keep saying that, you know, now, whether you're going and then when people have near death experiences, I've never heard anybody say that they died and they went to heaven and they just, went all the way through all these galaxies and all these different things. They just, they just say they go up and then they see the light. So I think that's interesting too. Um, there's also some verses about uh, God saying he uses the earth as a footstool. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Whereas the house that they built unto me, where I place uh, where this is the place of my rest. So a footstool, if you see it, it's going to be like a flat, like it's going to be like this. And it's going to be set on something flat. A footstool is not set on anything. That's a globe. That's kind of a, uh, a point that someone had brought up and said it. So there's, here's the la very last part. I think we're at 1030. So yeah, we're getting close. So, um, so God. Okay. So in, in second Thessalonians two verse 11, they're talking about a strong delusion. Okay. This is something that I think maybe could be connected to the flat earth. And not, you know, some people think it's like operation or was it the, um, oh man, my brain is mush at this moment. Um, 
there's Project Bluebeam. Some people feel like this delusions Project Bluebeam that it could be aliens, and it 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 very well could be. I think that that's a very good point. But um, you think about it this way, okay? So uh, it says in Second Thessalonians two eleven, it says, "And for this cause, uh, this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, and that that they should believe a lie." So he's talking about like the Antichrist, and he's talking about you know the end times, uh, which we're in right now. I do believe. Right. And um, it says that even the elect will be deceived. So at this moment right now, uh, I believe there is a strong delusion. And to connect this to the Antichrist, I could show you how all these things connect to 666. Dude, this will be the end of the show. Okay. We got the one mile. Every one mile is eight inches squared. That's how you uh, you look up the curvature of the earth. Um, If you take the eight inches and you divide it by 12, because that's how many uh, 12 inches is in a foot, then you're going to get. 0.66 of a foot. So that's the first thing. So every one mile is 0.66 of a foot. Every 10 miles is going to be 6.66 of a foot. And it goes up from there. We also have the 66,600 miles an hour that we're going around the sun. So that's the second 666. Um, Also, they say that we're at a 23.4 degree axis. If you subtract 90 degrees from 23.4, you get 66.6 degrees. So that's another 666. And then when was gravity discovered? In 1666. So we got four different 666s there. And I don't know, man. I don't think coincidence at all, man. But I believe maybe because it's like a faith builder. If you read the Bible like diligently and you read and you read and you read and you try to digest even Genesis and stuff like that, you're going to have a different view than what the scientists are telling us. So I do believe that maybe this is the strong delusion that God sent so that people can read the Bible, have faith in the Lord, have faith in the word of God, read it. And you can kind of find out what, you know, what the earth I believe is, or you could just go to, to, to school, go to college and believe in no God and believe exactly what the scientists say. So it could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be the strong delusion. So I think that's it, man. So you I can got, ask me any other questions about like other stuff though. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. So I got this weird concept that I've been thinking of lately and I'm curious what your perspective might be on it. So you know how a lot of people have near death experiences say that when they, when they are gone for a few minutes or whatever, like people have died and then they get revived and come back. They say that there's darkness, right? But mm-hmm. within that, they're still conscious to some extent, right? So in the beginning of the Bible, it refers to that there was darkness and then everything was created from within that darkness, right? So going into like almost like a multidimensional theory, could we possibly be like a universe within a universe within a universe in the ex- extent that, you know, somebody passes away, they see this darkness. What if there was, say, God, for example, of uh, found a way to create within this darkness where he there could have been a reality before that he came from. And then he figured out how to create reality from inside that darkness. So then that's where you kind of get into this like different multiverse, different theories mm-hmm. that. We could be looking like, yes, God would be the creator of our theoretical universe, but he could also have been from a universe that's outside of our universe where there's like, it's almost like that men in black theory where they kind of keep going back out and there's like a universe, then a universe, then a universe. Uh, Do you, do you kind of entertain that idea that that might be a possibility that God came from something else? He figured out how to create within that void of darkness after he may have been a person or being a passed away within another universe. And then he created this universe from inside of that universe that he was already a part of. <laughs> what I tend, what I tend to do is I tend to 
study the Bible. Now, if, if I, if there's anything leaning towards that, I'm going to dig into it. Now there is something in the, it's, it's called the gap theory. That's something that some people believe. So when they says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, there's that part portion. Then it starts talking about then the darkness. Then it's talking about forming the earth. So some people believe that there was a, a, a first heaven and then, I mean, a first earth and heaven, but then uh, there's darkness in the form of the deep so that he created a new earth. So some people believe that that's like a, a gap theory of, of years. That's how some people try to add those millions of years, or maybe the dinosaurs were on the earth. So that's some, that's a theory that some people do have now, as far as there being different universes, different dimensions, you know what, bro, I don't know. I just personally, I'll believe I'll read the Bible. And if I find any inkling of that, then I'll dig into it and maybe see, you know, I, I mean, it could be, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that no, because I'm not a quantum physicist. And some people say that when you look down to like a quantum level, which is not a different universe, but I'm just saying, even looking down at a quantum level, that these particles act different as you look at them. They, they act different when you look at them and you don't. It's just really, there's some stuff that that is, I just know one thing, bro, that we have to be from, we have to be created personally. That's what I personally believe from, uh, you know, higher power that just has to be our DNA is just insane. Um, another thing that I thought that was interesting, bro, uh, is that when God in, in revelation, he says that he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So if we're not connected, then why does he need to make a new heaven? Why doesn't he just, uh, demolish the earth and make a new earth and keep heaven the same? Because I believe that we're connected, dude. I think that heaven is above the firmament and it's all connected, dude. And that's why you would have to make a new heaven and a new earth because they are connected together, dude. So I just think it's, you know, it's interesting, man. It's, it's just, it's real interesting to think about if you dig into, uh, if you dig into the flat earth, um, it kind of goes know. in the simulation theory a little bit too, that, you know, if we create, uh, some type of reality within our reality, it could almost be like the same perspective of like what's going on with the reality within our reality that again, we could be a reality within a reality. And we're in the process right now of trying to create another reality within our reality. So are this conversation so deep, we might might create one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like if something was born and raised within this reality that we create, like essentially they'd be looking at us like we're at all power being God, but we're not necessarily like a God. We just found the ability to be able to create within our, within, within our reality that we can create. in. so it could be the same kind of concept with, with the whole God theory or, you know, just perspective of God that he could have been something that learned how to create within the reality he was in, that we're looking at him like an all-being, all-powerful being, but he may just be a being that's within a bigger universe that we don't fully comprehend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's like mind, mind-boggling, you know? So there's a lot of stuff with the simulation theory, you know, that that's interesting. Um, they say that like, atoms have a nucleus and a proton and it's spinning and, and everything's actually not connected. Everything, there's space in between it. So everything that we see solid is not solid and there's just so many different uh, variations and, and crazy stuff to look into, man. I think it's interesting. Another perspective too, that I wanted to point out uh, that could kind of fit for either globe theory or flat earth theory is that, uh, you know, we're looking at everything in the universe, like it's moving, but you know, it's all a matter of perspective. We could be on a completely stationary planet where everything is revolving and moving around us, mm-hmm. or we could be geocentric. Yeah. We, we could be something that's moving a moving piece with everything else, but then it would still kind of fit like you were saying earlier, where, we don't necessarily feel this movement because we could be the one fixed point theoretically with center the universe, of the universe. Everything else is moving around us, but because we're looking at it from one single perspective, we think everything else is moving, but they yeah. may, may not be the case. 
Yeah. There's, it's called the geocentric theory. And that's, that's, that's something that it could be too, man. I mean, it does, there's a lot of stuff with the flat earth thing. That's hard to explain like eclipses. And there's some things with the globe that's hard to explain, you know, like when, when, like the water, like, I mean, water's level all the time. So, I mean, I work in the water industry. That's what I do. So I never see water curving, dude, unless I have it in like a little tiny thing and, and it's, you know, but dude, I don't see water curving, bro, ever. So what are they talking about? Like, if you, if I show you the globe right now, you're going to see water curving. That doesn't happen. You know, the, the earth, you know, the, the land, maybe it's curving. I know there's hills, there's valleys, but I never see the actual water curving, bro. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So there's, there's some stuff that's interesting, but, um, any, any other questions you got for me? I got a, a few minutes. My wife is probably going insane with the kids, bro. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Before <laughs> you go, uh, is there any other like conspiracies that you uh, fully believe in as far as like from a Christian's perspective that you'd like to share with the listeners, maybe just a quick little overview on it. Is there any that like, well, that would be like, I believe in so many conspiracies. My mind is boggled, bro. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I do believe in, in, in hell and shield being in the earth. I believe in uh, the black nobility. I believe in the committee of 300. I believe in the Jesuits. I believe the Catholic church is evil. I believe that the, the antichrist could come out of Rome. I think Rome, all leads, all roads do lead to Rome in a way, uh, depending on which uh, black nobility you think is in power. I mean, I believe in the 9-11, even though I was in the military and I fought for this country, I believe 9-11 was definitely an inside job. I believe they probably went to Bohemian Grove and they all planned it out and, and it just, it just came about, you know, um, uh, let's see what other uh, JFK assassination. I have a show on that. You guys can check that out. You'll see what my beliefs are on that. Everything, every conspiracy, man, we just try to take it, see how it relates to the Bible. Um, I do believe that this is God versus the devil uh, at all times. I believe there's spiritual battles going on. We are fighting against uh, principalities of evil. Uh, that's including human and fallen angels and Satan. I think that Satan is able to come to the earth as a human uh, because it says in the Bible, Hebrews 13, one, that angels, you never know when you're entertaining an angel because angels can come in the form of a human. I think Satan is here in the form of a human and his fallen angels, and they're able to control and deceive these nations right now. Okay. But God is ultimately in control and Jesus Christ is the king, you know, the king or the God of this earth. But I think that Satan right now is able to deceive the nations and they've been doing stuff for years, as you could tell, man, as you look into this. No, I definitely agree with that. Be it if you're looking at it from a Christian perspective or not, I definitely think that there's some type of evil power that's trying to manipulate us. But for sure, two things before you go that I always like to do um, some words of wisdom for the listeners and drop all your plugs so that people come in can come and find you if they enjoyed this conversation. Words of wisdom. I would say this. OK, guys, I understand that there's so many different uh, lies out there. Deceit. My words of wisdom would definitely be to pick up the Bible, start reading the Bible, get a foundation. Because if you study conspiracies, you understand there's good versus evil. Read the Bible. I'm not telling you that you have to believe the Bible or you have to believe in anything. Do whatever you want, but at least give it a chance. Okay. Because if you start reading, you start building faith. And, and I think that the most important thing and the whole reason why we're even alive period is for us to Take the gospel, spread the good news, spread the message about God, make people filled with joy, happiness, uh, make them feel that feeling from the Holy Spirit where you're feeling great, man, like, and you're appreciating life, appreciate what God gave you, appreciate every single breath because you never know when you're not going to be able to breathe again or not be able to take it. Some people are dying every second. There's someone that dies right now. You have breath. Take a deep breath. Go outside. Look up. 
to the sky, up, up, look up to the sky where God is and say, thank you so much for giving me this beautiful day. Um, that's my words of wisdom. Also, uh, my plug is going to be Josh Monday music and podcast on YouTube. Um, and then if you look up our show on any, uh, you know, on Apple, Spotify or anything, it's going to be Josh Monday, Christian and conspiracy podcast. Uh, we got 70 episodes. We have guests like Gary Wayne. Uh, we have guests like Dave Weiss. We have every single, you know, we got guests like every single week. We try to do our best. It's me and my brother. He's my co-host. And my Instagram is Josh Monday underscore podcast. I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you making the time with your busy schedule. Uh, for all the listeners that stuck around this long, uh, I appreciate you listening. And I couldn't be doing this stuff without you. Have a good night, everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.